One of the things that we know about Jesus is that when he walked on this earth, he had friends. He had dear friends. Uh, three of them that we were going to learn about today, and you probably already know them. There were two sisters, Mary and Martha. Do you remember Mary and Martha? We, we remember the account where uh, Martha's busy entertaining, preparing the meal, and she's kind of, you know, some of the ladies here know what I'm talking about, uh, when they're working really, really hard to prepare a nice meal for the, the people that they've invited. So she's working really, really hard, and her sister Mary is at Jesus' feet, and she complains to Jesus about it. She says, tell my sister to help me, you know, and um, Jesus says, well, she's chosen this, and that's okay, you know. But they were dear friends of Jesus, these two sisters. They had a brother. His name was Lazarus. Now, you've heard the name Lazarus. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. So Lazarus was their brother, and Lazarus was very sick. And these were very close friends to Jesus. He loved them dearly. They're like your best friends. And Jesus, you know, was going about one day, and all of a sudden, he got news. A messenger came and said, your friends, Mary and Martha, they've sent for you. Your friend, Lazarus, is very sick. Gravely ill. Come quickly. Come quickly. Now, I want to read you the passage because it's very interesting. They send the request, and then you see what Jesus does with the request. And remember, I already said they were his dear friends. This is what it says. This is John chapter 11, verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. What? What would you do? What would you do if your friend was dying and your other two friends begged you to come and be with them because they thought you were the only one that could help him, save him, heal him? You'd go running, wouldn't you? Wouldn't, wouldn't you say, what's the quickest way we can get there? we got to get moving, guys, let's go. But what does Jesus do? He waits two days This is the problem that we have, isn't it, with prayer? We go to God with this plan. We go to God with urgency. We go to God with our hearts. And we say, God, I, I'm, we're, 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 we need you right now. We, we need your help. We need, you have to come now and, and, and do this. Have you noticed that God's not in your timetable sometimes? That he doesn't always do things in the way that you want or in the timing that you want. Sometimes God waits. Sometimes God acts and does things in different ways than we expect. And I don't know about you, but I don't like it too much. So there he is. He's dying. And, and essentially, Jesus gets into this little debate, and he says, well, he says something, and the disciples misinterpret it and say, well, he's sleeping. He'll be fine. And Jesus says, no, he's really sick, and he's going to die. And Finally, he says, well, he'll, he's asleep. And no, he's not sleeping. He's dead. And now we can go. You say, wait a minute. He waited until he was dead and before he went? Yeah, that's exactly what he did. So, of course, the sisters come out. First, Martha comes out. And she comes out to Jesus and she says, Jesus, 
Well, let me read it to you. She says this. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. If you had been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. But you didn't come. We sent a message. It didn't say all that, but it's, you can pick that up in the tone. We sent a messenger two days ago. What happened? What was the holdup? Why didn't you come? A little later, uh, some of the people that were grieving with Martha and Mary, they come and they tell Mary that Jesus, the Lord, has come. And so Mary gets up. She comes out and she, she, she comes before Jesus and she says essentially the same thing in verse 32. She says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Have you ever had those type of prayers to God and they kind of go unanswered and you say, what's wrong? Does God not love me? Does he not care? Well, of course he cares. These were his best friends. And he allowed them to go through tremendous grief. In fact, as you read the text, we'll look at it in a minute, you read the text and Jesus is having some emotional he is having visceral feelings right now. He is struggling right now. In fact, it come, we come to that very famous verse where it says, what does it say? It says, Jesus wept. It wasn't for his lack of love. And sometimes we think that when we get silence for God or from God or we don't get the plan the way we planned it in the time we planned it that God stopped loving us let me read you the passage so he comes to the tomb and uh, verse 41 it says so they took away the stone and Jesus looked up and said first they had the argument though because the sisters go and Martha goes Lord we can't take the stone away he's starting to decompose he really stinks and this is not you know this you know and so he went through that and finally we come to verse 41 so they took away the stone then Jesus looked up and said father I thank you that you've heard me I know that you always hear me but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me when he had said this Jesus called in a loud voice Lazarus come out the dead man came out his hands and his feet wrapped in straps of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Why are you here today? Why are you watching? Why are you part of this event? Because without the resurrection, we have no hope. Without the, without the resurrection, the cross is an epic failure. Now think about the cross. What does the cross represent? The cross represents that Jesus Christ, who is God, came from heaven and earth, was born of a virgin, lived the life we should have lived, died the death we should have died, and, and, and allowed himself to be crucified on a criminal's cross. And if you ever wonder if Jesus loves you, just think about the cross because he says, I love you this much. So the one who is perfect died for the imperfect. The sinless died for the sinner. Jesus gave his life as a ransom for you and for me. 
And we want to live at the cross. We want to talk about the cross. And we need to talk about the cross because Jesus died because we're sinners and we need a savior. We needed the rescue party of one that came from heaven to earth to save us. We needed the one to live the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died. We needed all that. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, we need the resurrection because if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, we're still in our sins. And we're to be most pitied because all of this is for naught. I'm convinced that many, many Christians don't live what, in what Paul calls the power of the resurrection. The resurrection isn't just an event to say, okay, it happened to Jesus, so one day when I die, I'll go to be with God in heaven and we'll talk about it at my funeral and, and, and I'll be there when I die. That's not what the resurrection's all about. Jesus basically said there are benefits, there, are, there is power now, there is a significance in your life here and now of the resurrection. Paul says, I want you to know the power of his resurrection today, tomorrow, this week, this year. I want you to experience the power of his resurrection. And that's not just looking ahead to our resurrection. That's here and now. That's here and now. It's interesting. One of the things that Jesus said, can you imagine this? So the stone has moved away. Jesus says, Lazarus comes out. Lazarus comes walking out. Remember, he's tied up. I mean, have you ever had your legs tied up? Maybe you haven't, but... You know, you think about how do you walk and your hands are tied up and you, your face is covered. You don't know where you're going. All this is going on. He probably just got to the entrance of the tomb. And Jesus says this. He says, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Release him. I'm absolutely convinced that maybe here watching online that we have Christians, we have people who are living with grave clothes. They're bound. Their feet are bound. Their hands are bound. Their face is covered. You're not living in the power of the resurrection. You understand the cross. You believe that Jesus rose, but you're not living in the power. You are not being set free from the bondage of the grave clothes. You're still wearing the grave clothes. So you say, Matt, what do you mean? What are you talking about? How, how could we be wearing grave clothes? Jesus is calling you out of the grave clothes into the resurrection. He's calling you out of your past. Some of you have a past. Some of it is caused by you. Some of it was caused by the people that you called your parents or your family. And you have a bad past. It's hurtful. It's been damaging. And it's held you back. And you know what Jesus is saying today on Resurrection Sunday? He's saying, you take those, help me, let me take those grave clothes off of you. Let me free you from your past. Let me allow you to live your life in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Let me get, get that past behind you. Some of you are living with the clothes of addiction the grave clothes of addiction. You're, 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 you're addicted because you're trying to self-medicate. There's things, you know, life is difficult or there's other things going on, but you're, you've got addictions. It could be to alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be to porn, it could be to a whole bunch of things. There's a whole bunch of things we're addicted to. And you've got, it, you've got to have it. And it, it's your crutch. And it's your grave clothes. 
It's, it's binding you. It's holding you back. It's not allowing you to live in the power of the resurrection. It's not allowing you to be free. Some of you need to get out of the grave clothes of your fear and anxiety. This last year, some of you didn't even know you had it. And all of a sudden, this last year has just freaked you out. And you have been more anxious and more fearful of things. And you look at life different. And you've just allowed these grave clothes to pull tight around you. And, and Jesus says, today is the resurrection. Today is the day you live in the power of the resurrection. That you get free of these things. Should be walking around in anxiety and fear. And again, I know I, I can say it. It's one thing to say it. It's one thing to, to live it, right? But Jesus says, I didn't, I didn't set you free so that you will be held in bondage. He says to them, take the grave clothes off of him. He's, by the way, the next time you see him in the next chapter of John, he's hanging out at a party. Lazarus says, he's having a good old time. And that's the way it was meant to be. Jesus is calling you out of the grave clothes of your anger and bitterness. Some of you have this, this anger in your life, this bitterness in your life, and, and it's, just kind of, it's just kind of below the surface, and it's holding you back. It is blinding you. you. You don't even see it probably, but the people around you do, the people that love you do it. They see it every day. They see the outbursts. They see the angry words. They see just flying off the handle. You say, what's going on there? Grave clothes. Jesus, I want to set you free from that. I don't want you to walk around angry and bitter. You hear the name of a person and immediately it wrecks your day. What's going on? What's going on? You're wearing the grave clothes. Jesus, loose him. Let me ask you a question. What are the grave clothes that you're still wearing that Jesus I didn't just rise so that one day you will rise. That's true. I rose so that you could have resurrection power in your life today, tomorrow, this week, this year. I want you to experience the resurrection power. I want you to be set free from the grave clothes now, not later, now. Would you just, for a moment, just close your eyes and just... What is it, as you think in your own heart and your own mind, what is it that's holding you back, that's binding your arms and binding your legs, so to speak? It's covering you. It's, it's blinding you. Is it anger? Is it fear? Is it an addiction? What is it? Ask God to, to, to speak to you and show you. What is it that I'm allowing myself, not, I'm not who I should be because I'm allowing this to bind me and i know that that's not what jesus wants and so father whatever that is i pray that you would let this person know whether they're in-house or online whether they're watching right now uh, as we're moving through this or later on uh, some other day some other year because it's that moment that you want to work in their lives right now this is a significant sacred moment Help them identify what it is that's binding them, holding them back, not allowing them to be free because you want them to be set free today. And so, Father, uh, thank you. Amen. Jesus said this, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. 
Jesus wants you to walk in the power of his resurrection today. He wants you to experience it. He doesn't want you to be bound. Now, here's the thing. You can't, you can know about the resurrection and still not live in the resurrection. You know about Jesus and not know who Jesus is, in a sense. I want to do this, though. The interesting thing is Jesus commanded people to help Lazarus. And, and I think this is what the church is for. I think that's what Christian community is for. A lot of people say it's all Jesus and me. Well, it can be Jesus and you, but it needs to be more than that. It needs to be you and community. And that's why, you know why you need community? Because sometimes you don't see what's binding you, but another person sees it very clearly. They hear the angry words, and they say, hey, you know, I hear these angry words. What's going on? I hear these fearful words. What's going on? I, hear, I see this. What's going on? They can see it. You can't see it, and they can help. So you need others. We need help. We need the community. God, God wants us to live within community to do life together. And so we want to help you. As your church, we want to help you. Uh, we want to be those people that help take those grave clothes off of you, Okay. So what we've done is we've developed a tool. So um, if you look up at the screen, we have three words here, and we have a phone number, okay? So you text these words. So like, let's just say this. You have the, you, let's say worry is the, the word, you know, this is it. You worry, you worry too much, and you want to deal with that. If you text the word worry to this number, uh, here's what will happen. You'll get a text right back. It'll be very fairly quick. You could do it right now if you want. I don't really care if you do it now. But you could text that word, and what you'll do is you'll get a text. When you click on that text, you'll get a devotion. What's a devotion? It's a passage of Scripture. It's a meditation or a thought on that passage, and it's a prayer. And then the next day, you'll get one again, a number two. And then you'll get it for five days on that, on that topic of worry. Every day you'll get one of those. You'll get a link, you'll click, it'll take you to the page, you'll watch it, uh, you'll read it, you'll go through it, and you'll pray, and it'll direct your mind and your heart in that area of worry. At the end of that five days, what'll happen is you'll get another link, and it's basically a link to help you to say, okay, so where do I go from here? Because I've been five days now, and I've, I've dealt with either, I'm working on worry, I'm work and I'll mention the other words here in a minute, but I'm working on this, and it's to take you through the Gospel of John. How can I go through the Gospel of John? Where do I begin to read the Bible? Because that's one question that people ask me all the time. Where do I begin? What book? Where should I start? And it'll, it'll give you a, a plan of how to do that in 21 days, you, how you can read through the Gospel of John. And you'll read about this story. So here are the words that we have worry. Next steps. What is next steps? Next steps is for those of you to say, okay, I'm a, a new Christian, but I just don't know where to begin. Or maybe you're a person who says, well, I don't know even know if I am a Christian, but if I were to be curious about the next step, that would be interesting to know what they are. Um, addiction. That would just, you type it, and it'll be something to do with that area of addiction. It'll be a scripture, meditation, and a prayer. Uh, forgiveness. Maybe your issue is forgiveness. Now, some of you say, well, okay, so what if I do two? Well, you can do two. You can do all four if you want. I mean, if you're really that much of a mess, go for it. You know, I mean, have at it. No, 
understand what I'm saying here. So this tool will give you a devotion. Each day you'll get a link, and if you click on that link, it'll take you to that devotion. And it'll be a way for you to take off the grave clothes that have been holding you. It will give you a five-day start in how to take off those grave clothes, how to train your mind differently, how to think differently, how to just move your, in your life differently. So the great thing about this thing is you can say to another, you may be here and you go, well, I know someone else that really could benefit from this. All right, fine. Have them watch the message and have them go to the link. And it will, this could be done, a person can watch this in a year and click on that link and it'll start for them. It'll start anytime, anytime. You could start today. You could start after the service. Some of you might be already doing it right now. <laughs> I don't know. But here's the point. This for, is a tool that we have des- we've developed over the last few weeks as a staff for you guys to help you take those next steps. Because Jesus said, help him. He can't do it by himself. So here's our way of trying to help you take those steps. This is a biblically based, it's just between you and God. We're not going to peer in and say, oh man, he's struggling. We all know. What we do know is it's biblically based and it's a tool for you. That's what we do know. So today, Jesus is calling you out of your sleep into life, just like he did with Lazarus. Today, Jesus is calling you from wandering to his plan and his purpose. Today, Jesus is calling you from your captivity to his freedom. Don't leave here wearing grave clothes. Leave this place taking, starting to take them off. Live in the freedom. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. There's too many Christians walking around in grave clothes. That needs to change today, and it needs to change for you and for me. Would you stand with me and let's pray. Father, thank you for sending Jesus Christ who didn't just rise from the dead, so that we one day will rise from the dead. That is absolutely true, Paul says. And so we rejoice. Christ has risen from the dead, the first fruits. But thank you, Father. Paul also said that we can live in the power of his resurrection. So help each and every one of us either find Jesus as Savior, cross that line of faith, which is so important, But for the rest of us who have maybe taken that step, help us to examine our hearts to see whether we're bound and take the necessary steps to walk in his resurrection power. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.